Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, and unlimited pop culture. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alyn. And on today's show, Marvel ruins my favorite character in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Hamlet meets Vikings in The Northmen. And work-life balance takes on a whole new experience in Severance. So how are you doing, Alyn? I'm good. Um, You know, I I guess we should explain some of the the long absence. I did uh, did finally get the COVID after... Has it been a long absence? When was our last one? I feel like it's like been about five weeks. I believe it or not, I have had people ask me when we're going to record. That's hilarious. I mean, it's very possible because I was also dealing with the last like three, four weeks of school. And the last three, four weeks of school are just, it's just nightmare fuel. Yeah. So... So, yeah, I mean, it's very possible that we time warped. <laughs> yeah, so it's like lost all sense of, of time and space. I blame I blame going back to the office. Um, oh, yeah. Forgetting I blame it. corporations in general. Just, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, so, not? yeah, that's, I mean, very, very mild. Um, yeah, I was worried about you when you told me. I was like, oh, God, no. I kept waiting for it to get worse, but it was obviously, like, bad allergies. That's what yeah. it felt like. So Probably I couldn't differentiate. You've got, you've got like three <laughs> vaccines, right? Yes. I yeah. got the th- I so got three vaccines and I can see that's because they were working. You know? Yeah. The vaccines work. But I mean, I can see why it's getting passed around so quickly because mm-hmm. if I hadn't taken a, a COVID test like the responsible worker be that I am before I report to the office, I wouldn't have even known. Yeah. You would have felt like you had mild allergies and mm-hmm. yeah. We have those trees outside our house where, like, they drop the actual fuzz and you can see it flying through the air. And that just makes me want to die. So I would probably be in the same boat. For all I know, I've had COVID 16 times already, but I just assume it's those trees. Because I know know that they're bad for me and I'm popping Zyrtec like Tic Tacs, you know. Pack that Zyrtec because you're coming to the East Coast. (sighs) I know, I'm going to see you in person next week. What? But yeah, it's been like three years, man. It has been, it has been. But I'm warning you, like everything is coated, not a thin layer of pollen, a thick layer of pollen to the point. Same thing. Yeah, same thing out here. It's like a smog like yeah. effect when you look yeah. out so this, yeah. the, the asphalt has a literal like dirty yellow tint to it you know yeah, like at first I was like I was um, cleaning off outside like the side of my house I was like is that yellow paint because I had painted I'm like no that's pollen dripping as I spray the hose that's disgusting yeah. it's gross it's gross it out there so all of the foliage needs to stop having sex please because yeah we're, it's, it's it's really bad just stop like, it's the first year where you can really go outside and be like, woohoo. But, you know, this was like that false, uh, false go we had of it before the Delta variant came out last year. Oh, God, so, don't even start. Now it's yeah. going to be monkeypox. I know. Just when you thought, it's like, what's no. next? Oh, no, what's no, next? No. At this point, I'm just like, can't we have something new? How about some aliens? You know, like, let's they- vary it. They don't even want to come. They're like, it is too I know, right? up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, on that happy note. So we've got, <laughs> we've got some good stuff today. Yeah, um, you're yeah. going to start us off with an update on HBO Go. We're calling this Go Go HBO Go. And if you get that reference, we love you. Yes. Yes. So um, 
in the time since we haven't recorded, it's strange to think, but I've had two uh, shows that I really like the first season of come back and conclude. Um, and that would be The Flight Attendant. And it would also be Hacks. Now, HBO has this weird thing that it does and then it stops it for a little bit. And then you're like, oh, that that happened. And what I'm talking about is it will drop two episodes at a, at a time. So you'll watch one week, there'll be two episodes. The next week, there'll be two episodes. The third week, there'll be two episodes. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 we're going to give you one. So That's so weird. It's the weirdest thing that they do and it makes the seasons go by really quickly and I'm and I say this because both seasons of the flight attendant and hacks were amazing. And these were shows that I was very concerned about coming back and that they wouldn't be amazing. Yeah, that's actually on our pod later for something else. So, that's a yes. valid concern. I don't even know what these shows are about. Give us a brief brief synopsis. All right. So the flight attendant, it stars and it's like it's an amazing cast. You have uh, Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory, which I never got into. I don't understand. I hate as somebody who is very geeky and nerdy. The Big Bang Theory is actually really offensive to actual nerdy people and especially Uh nerdy women. So that's kind of a taboo show that's like meant for non-nerdy people so they can feel good about making fun of nerdy people. Actual nerdy people hate that show with a vengeance. I have seen snippets of it when it was in syndication. I never watched it uh, when it was on. It's it's meh. Like I don't I don't understand like the cultural phenomenon yeah, that it became either. and the spinoffs that it engendered. But that is her claim to fame, Kaylee Cuoco, and she basically plays a flight attendant. And in the first season, her entire life gets turned upside down because she wakes up next to a guy who has been murdered and she's kind so is of that a murder mystery it is so she's kind of a high functioning alcoholic so mm-hmm. she's very untrustworthy she's one of those um i'm trying to think of the word it's like it's not an untrustworthy narrator unreliable unreliable narrator that's the term so you're she's piecing together what's going on well other people are piecing together what's going on. Throw in a little bit of CIA, um, also North Korean spies. It's it's like an insane show, but it worked. And so in the second season, Cassie, who is the flight attendant, has been recruited by the CIA. And she is working with the CIA. And she is also trying to walk the straight and narrow on, in the world of sobriety. But the problem is there's someone who looks like Cassie going around and murdering people. So she's trying to figure out if she's being set up, who's trying to turn against her. And you get to see her interact. It's a whole new um, setting because she's in L.A. She's moved to L.A. She's starting over. It's a great cast. Um, You have Rosie Perez is in it and it's like hey rosie perez where have you been since white men can't jump um she's in it zoziah mammoth's in it you also have guest appearances by cheryl hines who's on curb your enthusiasm um you also have and i cannot remember his name but he was on gray's anatomy and he left tr knight 
He plays her brother. And there is a great scene. I'm throwing it down right now before Emmy season. Sharon Stone makes an appearance as her mother. And there's a scene where Sharon Stone slaps Kaylee Cuoco in the face. Sharon Stone is going to be nominated for an Emmy. She's only on the screen for nine minutes, but it's that good. And yeah. And the, the slap was um, not planned. So that's a real reaction of Kaylee Cuoco getting slapped across the face. Um, <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I'm like, okay, she's a better, she's, you know, she's not that great of an actress, but she did look surprised in that scene. <laughs> um, and the other show that you have to watch, it's hacks. It has Jean smart in it. She sort of plays this famous Los Angeles entertainer who is starting all over. She's decided that she doesn't like any of the jokes that she does anymore. She's going to hit the road. She's going to go out there. She's going to rebuild. She's going to make her jokes more personal. And it just works. It's just such a great show. And the fact of the matter is when I was watching it, because they actually did all eight episodes within the course of a month. And it could be a series finale. I had to look and see if it was the series finale because everything ended with each character being exactly where you thought they would be. But I think that everything should just end this way. Like it should always just end just in case, you know, right. like end your seasons because you never know these days what's going to happen. So I, I like that. And then if they want to come back and tell a new story, tell a new story. It's fine. You didn't do anything wrong by, you know, preparing. All you did was basically respect your viewing audience and say, look, we're going to wrap this up just in case, you know. Right. And and I skipped over the flight attendant, but Kaylee Cuoco has hinted that there's no third season. That the story ends. And it did. It did end. You were like, okay, we saw all of our, you know, our characters and their various shenanigans, and this is where they are. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with HBO respecting its audiences enough to say, we're done right now. We're done. This is where the story ends. And, you know, maybe we'll come back. Maybe we won't. But you got two excellent seasons of television, and we're not going to milk it. Which is fine. Mhm. Good. So, get Very out there. Nice. Watch, watch the flight attendant people. Watch hacks. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So the second of our little threes is about the Gray Man, um, which is a movie that's coming out on Netflix, and wanted to bring it up for a couple of reasons. I mean, one, it's got some pretty big names in it. You know, that's starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans mostly. Chris Evans with a disgusting mustache. I think he pulls off the mustache. I, no, no, no. I like the mustache. And maybe it's because, like, he was on Broadway and he had a very similar mustache. Um, no. You know, there's only so many people who can pull off a mustache. I'm voting that Chris Evans <laughs> is one of them. It's a it's a trash stash, as, uh, as the trailer says. Yeah. I don't know, Lynn. I kind of feel like the only people who can pull off a mustache like that are cowboys. And they have to be dressed like cowboys. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. But you know what? No, you know what? I'm picturing Chris Evans as a cowboy, and he's still working it. He's still, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know you're trying to change my mind. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. But anyway, 
But I was going to say, like, Tom Selleck. Have you ever seen Tom Selleck without a mustache? It's weird. Oh. He needs that mustache. He is that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah. My personality is mustache. Google Tom Selleck without a mustache, and you're going to be like, oh, my, no, put that back. It's totally you. Put that back. <laughs> it- <laughs> okay but no i mean so the the movie it's yes, by the movie it's by the the russo brothers yes and it. the reason why we bring it up is because this is the most expensive netflix movie that's ever been made um it costs over 200 million but here's my problem tell me if you agree with me or not the trailer didn't look like a 200 million dollar movie no so i assume that 100 of that 200 million went to you know, the Russos and Gosling and Evans. Like, that's my assumption is that the vast majority of that money went to the peoples and not the movie. Right. Because, I mean, it looks like your standard international thriller. Yeah. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Right. It it doesn't look any more or less expensive than the Adam Project or, you know what I mean, some of these other big ones that they've done. What was the one with um, the other Chris... Extraction was it? Extraction, extraction, yeah. and there's going to be extraction too. I haven't. I know it's coming out this year, but I haven't seen a release date. I think it was closer to Christmas, but yeah. um, but yeah, I mean the the main thing as I was like, man, my Netflix sub prices keep going up. This isn't helping. <laughs> well, so 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 the thing that I like, I will just say that I like this aspect of it is it's going to be in the theaters for a week and then it will be on Netflix. So you think they're going to make some money that way? They'll make some money. People will go see it that way. I don't understand how it's going to make money on Netflix. Right. I mean, with this particular hybrid plan that they have going on. Yeah. My thought was, can you do this movie with two different um, male actor leads and save me a hundred million and then lower my sub? Could you just do that instead? I'm going to tell you something that's going to upset you because it upset me. And we'll, we'll be talking about this on a later show. Uh, Stranger Things, the Uh first, the first part of the fourth season has been released. And I read that there are, there are seven episodes seven episodes um i read that each episode had a budget of 30 million dollars oh (laughs) and let me tell you i'm not spoiling anything it was not spent on wigs no it was not because those wigs were horrible oh boy so 210 million dollars on seven episodes Mm mm-hmm did some quick math for you there that's what i'm saying and we've talked about it before and we're not going to beat a dead horse but i just don't see how netflix is making any money they're not maybe that's the thing and now they're doing this whole like oh we're going to charge you for sharing passwords i'm like you know what buddies how about you just save money elsewhere because this is ridiculous you're driving us crazy with this yeah and i mean like i've i don't know if Chris Evans or Ryan Gosling like signed like a contract with Netflix, because some of them do kind of flip it into a production deal. Like, okay, I'll make so many movies for Netflix. Oh, if yeah. You let me have, yeah. if you let me have creative control and I can do this, this and this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the details of this, if there was any sort of like 
deal making going on behind the scenes because that happened with henry cavill he's like in everything right right and he was like hey i'll do witcher but guess what i got some stuff i want to do and you're gonna Mm -hmm. let me do it Mm -hmm. speaking of and i'm not trying to get off topic but it is topical so i don't know i know you don't follow the lives of celebrities but shakira Mm -hmm. just broke up with her partner of 11 years and there are rumors that she may or may not already have moved on with Henry Cavill and or Chris Evans, which fine taste by Shakira is all I have to say. I thought Henry Cavill was dating that weird blonde with the glasses. I don't. I mean, even if it's just a rebound thing, good yeah. for her, right? Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are two very handsome Hollywood men. I just want Henry Cavill to come over and build me a computer. That's all yeah, I want he, in my and life. I just want Chris Evans to talk to me with that mustache. Like so. <laughs> oh, okay. So all right. Anyway, so we, yeah. So yes. this is a movie. It's, and a it's movie about that, stuff. And it's coming out, <laughs> and there are two very like beefy guys with tight-fitting t-shirts on battling. And Chris Evans is supposed to be the bad guy in this, but we'll see if he really is. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of Knives Out, kind of Chris Evans. Yes. Yes. No, he's just having sweaters. He's just happy to be there. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's cool. So we'll see how that goes. We'll probably review that later and say, yes. was it worth the money? Um, spoiler alert. It's not going to be no, worth the money. No, it's not going to be worth it. will not be. Okay. No. No. So let's will, just I, I'm going to guess that we're going to like it. Yes. But it's going to be a typical summer movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, speaking of entertainment updates, um. We had a Star Wars celebration that happened uh, not that long ago. I'm trying to see if this was a date on here. May 25th, right? May 25th? Um, May 25th, May 26th. So uh, Disney did their Star Wars celebration. uh, Talk about, you know, Star Wars related news. And um, some of the stuff um, was sort of like just a chance for them to not only talk about Star Wars stuff, but to talk about like, you know, just Disney stuff in general. So they kind of piggybacked on Star Wars celebration um, with like just Disney news. Um, but some of the stuff that came out of it was kind of interesting. You know, if you like um, animated Star Wars, you know, there's more Star Wars vision and a new Tales of the Jedi prequel anthology that are going to come out. If you like Star Wars games, um, Jedi Survivor is coming out, which is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which had this um, uh, Jedi in it with red hair. I don't know if you've ever seen any uh, Jedi uh, Star Wars games, Alin. There was mm-hmm. one. No, yeah, it's, it's it's it was okay. Um, his name was Cal. Uh, and so they're making a sequel for him. And um, there is another Star Wars game, Knights of the Old Republic 2, which they're gonna port to Switch. Um, but then some of the other stuff, uh, you know, which I think was maybe like maybe more exciting to people, they announced that the Mandalorian season three is going to debut in February of next year. <laughs> the so, actual season three, not yeah, Boba yes, Fett. Not 2.5. <laughs> yeah. right? And I, I keep seeing all these memes of like, when is he going to show up in Obi-Wan? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, OK, you need some help here. Here mm-hmm. I am. Yep. Um, thankfully, so far from what I've seen, Obi-Wan doesn't need any help, but, you know, um, and then last but not least, and this kind of came out of nowhere because it has nothing to do with Star Wars, is they dropped the trailer for Willow, which is the sequel to Willow, but the new Willow is the TV series is a sequel to the old Willow. And we're going to talk more about this one later, but I did want to bring up that when, um, I saw that this came out, I was like, oh, 
I remember watching Willow when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't actually remember too much about the movie. Exactly. So I'm going to rewatch it, you know, because it's on Disney, right? So we're, we're going to rewatch Willow. And my, my husband was all like fussy and he was like, oh, you remember Willow. You remember like blah, blah, blah. And he had all these things like that he remembered. And I was like, I. I vaguely remember, like, there was a baby and little little people who were cool. And Val, and Kil- Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer was, was in it. it. You know, like, I I got almost no his memory. Wife. He met right. his first wife on that movie. Oh, well, did he? I don't know. I didn't yeah. know that. But but that's all I, I all I remember. But it was so funny as my husband was like, oh, you just wait. When you see Val Kilmer, you'll remember him. And I was like, come on. I must have been like 12 when that movie came out, you know. I think you were even sl- younger. Right. Cut me some slack, right? So I start rewatching the movie and I'm like, wow, this might as well be a brand new movie. I don't remember any of this. But then sure enough, when Val Kilmer shows up 45 minutes in, I was like, oh, I do remember him. I'm so so predictable. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it did. And looking at it, it came out in 1988. Yeah. So I was six. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, don't beat up on yourself. But, um, you know, I rewatched it and I thought it was fun. Um, It was an interesting rewatch. We could have done it as a as a flashback or a rewind, but yeah, we should have um, done a classic rewind. Yeah, a classic rewind, you know, Um, but but I, I think you should rewatch it before the the show comes out. Because from what I've seen of the trailer of the show, it actually picks up the same storyline where the baby is now grown up and it's got a lot of the same characters in it. Warwick Davis is in it. The girl who plays Sorsha is in it. It's like everybody but Val Kilmer pretty much. So um, it seems like it's going to be worth a rewatch uh, or maybe a read, a summary read at, le- at the very least. Um, the trailer for this show looked really good. but. And- um, yeah, because it comes out November 30th, so I will mm-hmm. probably rewatch closer because rewatching it now, it will self-destruct from my brain. <laughs> like, I'll be like, huh? What? That was four months, five months ago? Huh? I think I can like remember a, it. It's a lifetime now. Yeah, I have, no, no, I I have like, no long-term memory anymore. I'm like, did I? That's it. Yeah. And then um, last but not least, uh, there was another show that they sort of debuted on this whole Star Wars event that's called Andor. Um, It's also coming to Disney Plus. This will be coming out in August. And it's actually like a Rogue One spinoff. And it has Diego Luna in it again. Uh, Rogue One is actually one of my favorite Star Wars movies. So um, I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do. This is another show where I'm like, didn't need this show, but hey, we'll check it out. You know, like one of those kinds of things. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Rogue One was great. And then it all kind of fell apart after that. Oh, you mean with subsequent so, movies? Yes, with subsequent movies. Yeah, we won't talk about that. No, we were going to talk about it, But I was, like, really excited when Rogue One came out. Yeah, Rogue One was great. I was, yeah. Yeah. And now, oh, one thing I did want to tell you, and I'll uh-huh. tell our audience. Um, when you are here, I ordered a Baby Yoda doll. And it's been on back order for three months. But it's going to come while you're here. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> And I actually got two because I'm giving the second one to my niece because I'm starting, you know. You got to start her young. Yeah, I'm starting young. She's already into dinosaurs. So it's like, ha, 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 ha. Now we just got to continue. Where's the uh, bears, Lynn? Where's the bears? Oh, she loves bears. Okay. Her her nickname is Phoebe Bear. Aw. So. The bear. The bear. Pea bear. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah, she's pretty cute. You'll get to meet her. Will I? I am hoping. 
Okay. Outside. We'll, we'll okay. discuss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I'm going to be on planes, you know? She's, uh, you know, if you only got COVID before, you know. <laughs> Who knows? A, Who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just say that you did and you can be around the baby. For you know, it's not like your sister listens to this podcast or anything. No, no. She's probably like, I'm going to be all suspicious now. Uh, I actually had to send her pictures of my test to show her that I had COVID because she thought it was a ploy to just be able to see the baby for 90 days unfettered. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, I do. <laughs> so. All right. Well, oh, are we ready for this? I'm not. <laughs> you sound like, uh, you know, we're going to okay. have differing views with this. Oh, boy. Um. So, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, tr- like I, if you were like walking, you'd be moving forward and then stepping back, moving bo- forward and then stepping back. She's like, I don't oh. want to walk through that doorway. I don't yeah. want to walk through it. So it's worth prefacing our discussion of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness by saying these are my two favorite Marvel characters, Doctor Strange and Wanda. And um, Wanda, I've actually dressed up as her for Halloween for a number of years. I have movie replica jackets of hers and everything. And I've always loved her character. And I love the direction it took in WandaVision. I love that she had this kind of fall. And then she seemed like she was climbing out of it at the end. And I no way, shape, or form expected them to just redo that story with horrible consequences in Doctor Strange. Neither did did Damien. And the thing that the funny thing was that when we were watching the movie, you know, he was like, Don't worry, don't worry. She's gonna just be the villain at first. But they keep they keep foreshadowing that Doctor Strange is gonna be the real villain. And when you think about it, they do uh, constantly talk mm-hmm. about how, you know, it, all of the people in the alternate universes are like, we're afraid of you. We're afraid of you. We're not afraid of Wanda. We're afraid of you. We're going to lock you up in this glass cage, you know, that kind of thing. And so we're like, don't worry, some real horrible Doctor Strange is going to pop out and then Wanda's going to help us help save the galaxies or the worlds or the universes, whatever. And um, from this horrible, horrible Doctor Strange. So we're, it's going on and it's going on and, and, and Damien's sitting with me and we're looking at each other a couple of times and we're like, this is this is bad. This is really, she's like murdering people, like just straight up murdering people. Um, uh, this is not good. And then and then like three quarters of the way in, he just gave up and he starts patting my hand and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this is happening. And it was almost <laughs> like we should have just walked out because <laughs> it was that bad. See, and then you have me who's like, yeah, like she's so powerful, just killing people, yeah. Oh, it was just a, it was just a bad week for women that week, you know. That was the same week that the um, leak came out about the abortion thing in the Supreme Court, and I was pretty upset about that. And then I walk out of this movie, and my ultimate take is, whenever a woman gets too strong, we got to send a man in to take her out. And it happened to Jean, Jean Grey and all of those old X-Men movies. And it happened to Daenerys Targaryen in the Game of Thrones. And now it's happened to Wanda. And I just, I hate that trope so much. It just didn't make any sense. And it just didn't work for me. I mean, I appreciate the enjoyment of just the visuals and stuff. I thought the horror elements were actually really fun. I loved Zombie Strange and that kind of thing. All of that stuff was really different. And I thought that was kind of interesting. But ultimately, it just turned Wanda into this 
crazy, over-emotional female that you have to be afraid of and kill because she's crazy and emotional. And, you know, it just was too, I don't know, it just really was demeaning in my mind. I didn't like it at all. But I will tell you, um, I was at the the movies and there was probably like, a, I would say she was probably 10, a 10-year-old girl there with her parents. And she did not like the zombie strange. And her parents were like, it's okay. It's okay. We promise. Don't yeah. be afraid. And this I was movie like, was oh. really violent. Like it was violent. Marvel, it yeah. Was, yeah, it was dark. Yeah. I mean, it was dark and uh, you know, some scare there were some scary elements, not to me, because I'm oblivious to sort of gratuitous violence at this yeah. point in my life. Yeah. But I could see why that that little girl was afraid. Yeah. Um and see, I had a different so I wasn't I wasn't happy that Wanda was kind of made into this one dimensional character where yeah. all she wanted was her children back. Cause that's all a woman means in this world is babies with her robot husband. Um, well, like, but, but, but that's a good point. Why not go find vision in another universe or go find your brother in another universe? Like what these kids didn't even exist. She never actually birthed them. I get that it would be cool if she found them in another universe, but wouldn't her husband and her brother and her like her parents have been more important or at the very least, if she could have found vision in another universe, maybe he would have talked her back from the ledge a little. It also just really bothered me that she was going to do anything she could to get to these fake kids, including kill another kid, another kid who had lost her mother's and could have used a mentor or a mother figure in her life. Why didn't she just help America? You know, which has the stupidest name ever. Why is she named America? Like, that doesn't make any sense. There were so many cliche, like, we have to save America. It's like, oh wait, can you, I know that's her name and the thing, but could you like rewrite it a little bit? So, I know, right? Could you call her like Ermika? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't, like M or I like Mercy? I don't know. Yeah, something. just something. See, I thought in my interpretation of the end was that Wanda is still powerful. It is her confronting herself that stopped her. No one else. But that could have happened with another version of herself from another universe. It could. But like, I'm just saying like she no one stopped her. Right. No, I see what you're saying. Like, she's, so still, she's still very still... powerful, but the the point is, is like, I don't know. She just, she can't come back from what she's done. Like, even if she lived through it, she can't come back and be like, hey, guys, it's me. I'm back. Sorry I murdered everyone. Like, she can't. Just in that universe, though. <laughs> I mean, I'd, like I said, like, I was amongst just, like... at Comrade as well. Yeah. But like in that other in that other universe, and I'm not ruining anything for anyone. I mean, there's like those were the stupidest cameos ever, especially after all of the really good cameos in Spider-Man. And then you get these and it's like, look at all our me. Oh, they're dead. Yeah, that's what I loved about it. It's like, hey, oh, oh, okay, Whoa. Wow. I was like, like that's what I was just like. Oh, I'm like, they're going to get together. And that no, no, they are not. They are not. So I mean, I I like the that 
that horror element of it. Um, I don't like making fun of children, but I will. Those kids still can't act. No, Tommy and Billy. Oh my God. There was like a scene. Well, there was a scene where like Billy's like, or Tommy, I don't bother to learn their names. He's like, oh, I felt like he was looking in the camera and just like being weird. And I'm like, like, does it seem like they act with their hair? Because I got this, this weird impression that it was just a bunch of hair flipping. I'm just like, what is this? I, yeah. I thought these kids would be better at this than no. now. No. no I mean, we, I could forgive them for the first one because it was they were new and they were young. Mm-hmm. And now they've had a few years to get it right. Mm-mm. It's like, mm-mm. I mean, I think, and, you know, I'm not trying to, to minimize your pain. I think it's a it's a, an overall Marvel problem. Of not you're, knowing you're not, how to write, not knowing yeah. how to write women. No, you're not wrong here, especially really powerful women. I mean, like the only other really powerful women that you have is, you know, Black Widow. Got to kill her off. She's dead. Um, <laughs> Captain Marvel. She's too powerful. We'll just send her to another universe. She's yeah. gone. Like we'll she's, just she's call on her. some we'll, planet. Some... We'll call her when we need her, and then she has to go. Right. Gamora. She's dead. You know, like it's it's a it is a bigger problem with Marvel that you know, needs to be addressed. This one just felt especially poetic because it was done so stupidly in my mind. And, you know, they, they I'm teased. blaming COVID for it. I mean, I, I blame bl- COVID too. I blame the director as well because he admitted that he had never seen WandaVision. Right. So there's like, and then it's kind of like, it shouldn't be Elizabeth Olsen's place to have to be like, hey, I just did this TV show and this isn't, this is, there's a real disconnect. Yeah. From what's happening. No, I agree with you. I don't blame her at all. She's, she's, she did a great, I mean, yeah, she did. She gets better every time she plays. Yeah, she does. Scarlet Witch. She did a really great job. I have no, I mean, she played different versions of herself and they were all very distinct. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch did the same thing and it was pretty obvious it was distinct characters, which is cool. Can we also fix his wig too? Oh, really? (laughs) I was just like, can we do something about, like, I think it really stood out to me when he was at, I'm not going to say who, but he was at a wedding. And I was like, his hair just looks so fake right now. That's what I was focused on. I think you notice this more than I do. I don't notice these hair issues. See, yeah, there's something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I I notice these things. Um, But, like. There's there's just and I think this is and we've talked about this. They were trying to do three movies at the same time and TV shows and everything was running at the same time. So there wasn't that time for Marvel to really check for things. There was a lot of shifting going on because of covid and who can film and who can't. And we'll see how Thor. That's another one that I'm worried about because there is a very powerful woman in that movie as well that could very easily be ruined. I have a feeling and I'm I it's like I trust in Natalie Portman that she's going to be like no. Like she didn't she did not come back after the second Thor movie. She didn't like the direction it was heading in. She didn't like her where her character was going. She had issues with the director and she said fine, I'll sit this out. And she waited like 10 years to come back. Mm. So I feel like Natalie Portman, the power of Natalie Portman, she's gonna she's someone who's gonna speak up and and that's not you know i'm not saying elizabeth olsen didn't they're in different points in their career yeah Mm -hmm. in their comfort level and like natalie portman does a lot of producing and whatnot so it's like no she's not gonna deal with it that's my hope 
we'll see if it actually comes through. Yeah, I hope you're right. Because I think I feel like I really need a win, you know. And there was just a million different ways that this movie could have been written differently. Um, they teased so many different grand villains and then we're ultimately just like, nah, let's just do the this thing that's just boring and cheesy and doesn't make sense. And I was just waiting. I kept waiting for it to get better. You know, I just kept waiting and waiting and it just didn't. It just played out exactly the way like you. she literally reveals herself as the villain in the first five minutes. And it's the same thing by the end of the movie. That's so boring and horrible writing. Like, it's just bad like even like you know how i said that i put my my brain in neutral when i'm mm. watching mm-hmm. even i picked up when she's like i can help with america i was like she he didn't say the name and i was right, like right <laughs> like it was it's just so bad <laughs> or like you know the other thing that i was telling damien and he had me really laughing was i was saying they had all of these scenes where they talked about the pain and the happiness of dr strange you're not happy you're in pain you're not happy and I'm like, what what hap- What pain did he go through? Oh, no, his girlfriend that he was a jerk to broke up with him and married someone else. <gasps> horror of horrors. That's his, his bad. He had a bad right. breakup, Jamie, right? You know, and, 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 and Scarlet Witch lost her family, lost her brother, had to kill her own husband, and then it didn't even matter, right? So she lost him twice. Uh, she lost some kids that she made up in her own mind. She's literally got nothing left. She's lost everyone. And then I was explaining this and Damien's like, but, but, but honey, Dr. Strange's pain is a man's pain. <laughs> I laugh so hard when he's like, laugh so hard. It's, it's true. It's true. Because and I was like, I was like, okay, okay. I see what you're, I see where you're going. But yeah. it, it, it just, it was just, I had so much, I like, I, I haven't like, I, you know me, I'm a Marvel fangirl. I lo- I'm willing to forgive a lot of stuff. I even liked Iron Man 3. Not a lot of people liked <laughs> Iron Man 3. I liked Thor 2. I thought the soundtrack was amazing. I hate this movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I can't stand it. Uh, it's 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 as bad as Iron Man 2, but it, to me, it's personal. So it's kind of worse. You know, Iron like, Man 2 is just bad. you love Wong and Doctor Strange? I do love Wong. I do love Wong and I do love Doctor Strange. But I liked Wong and Shang-Chi as well. Hmm. I mean, I will say the cameos were not as impressive because the bar has been set so high. Um, by Spider-Man. By Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. And I, I guess I was expecting more heavy cameos, I guess you could say, just because you have a movie that is a multiverse. Um, and there were all kinds of like, I mean, I'm sure you read that there was the possibility they were saying that maybe Tom Cruise would appear because he was in early talks to play Iron Man before Robert Downey Jr. did. See, they could have done all kinds of cool things like that. They could have That's what I mean. Like they could have had Hugh Jackman in it, you know, and, and Damien said that one of the things that he really disliked about this movie was that it, there were no consequences to it. Um, they could have had an introduction of the X-Men. They could have had an introduction of the fantastic four. They could have changed the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a meaningful way, but it's a self-contained movie when it comes to the end of it. And the only consequence is something you get again in the post credit scene. And I don't buy that. That that's, that's not good. That's not good writing. You know what I mean? So it's a it, like, there was no, they could have done so many cool things. It's a multiverse. You could have done all this stuff and you just didn't, you know? 
See, for me, I enjoyed it because I enjoy Sam Raimi. I like. I mean, I he, do too. I'd like he put his little touches on like it. His I style think. doesn't bother me at all. Some people don't like his style. Right. I'm There's a lot. I mean, it. there are a lot of people who don't even talk about him because they're going to complain about the Spider-Man trilogy with right. Tobey Maguire. I didn't have a problem with it. I think I think it was exactly kind of what I expected from this movie. I enjoyed it more than the first Doctor Strange because you get more Doctor Strange's personality is out of the way. Um, there's not so much character building that's going on here. It's more, you know, more horror. <laughs> Even with the horror, there's some lightness to it. But I can see why people don't like yeah, I can understand it. And like I said, like I take a very um, topical approach to movies. I don't think that hard. Um, so <laughs> I wasn't dissecting everything and seeing how it fits into the, the Marvel canon. Um, but like I said, I understand why people didn't like it. I can understand why it's, you know, I this, there's always someone making lists on the internet. I can see why it's in the bottom third of of Marvel movies. Yeah, it's definitely at the bottom for me. I was just so disappointed with how they treated that character. You know, for her to go on such a journey and to go through so much and to, to not be able to, like, rise above that or to be a hero. I mean, this is a she was an Avenger, you know, like you just felt disrespectful, but what are you going to do? I mean, it's not like we're going to withhold our money and not to see any (laughs) more of them. So problem, isn't it? (laughs) So, I mean, the thing is you, you just won't watch it again. I will not. Um, all right. So, um, let's move on. (laughs) Cleanse the palate. If you say, yeah, um, so, um, our second movie is a bit of a weirdie, um, and this was something that, um, I, uh, both my husband and I really wanted to see because of the director, and this director, uh, is named Robert Eggers, and he's got a very interesting, um, reputation, yes. um, <laughs> if you will. This is his, I believe, third movie? That he actually directed. He's yes. been involved in yeah. other things, but that he actually directed. His first movie, we actually saw together. And we came away from it with such a weird feeling, um, The Witch, that we actually didn't like it until the following day. <laughs> <laughs> we had to sleep on it. I just like Black Phillip. That's the I only thing like I can Black remember from, yes, from it. He's amazing. Um, yeah. But his second movie uh, was The Lighthouse, which my husband really liked, and I couldn't stand it. <laughs> I know, and I feel like I'm trapped in the battle, like, because your husband's like, watch it, and you're like, don't. And yes. it's like, do I do? So here's the thing. Like, is this a kind of hard thing to explain? But here's, I'm going to take my best stab at it. I would call Edgar's stuff art house kind of stuff. It's very artsy. And um, when you make movies that are very artsy, something gets lost in the process. And it's hard for me to put my finger on what exactly gets lost. But I think the best way to describe it would be a clear cut, consistent and well-developed story. Now, The Witch had a pretty consistent, well-developed story. 
And it was just kind of slow and plodding, I think. Mm-hmm. And it had a big um, barrier for entry because it was in 17th century dialect. Yeah, the lighthouse. Yeah. I had. I remember no having a lot of problem. I remember having a lot. Yeah, of yeah, problems. yeah. Everybody, everybody who watched it with me was like, "Thank God you were here translating this." Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, what? Even with the captions on, I was like, yeah, "It's basically huh? Shakespearean." Yeah, yeah. Um. So there's that, you know, which for me, that one was probably my favorite because the story was. It had a very clear beginning, middle, and end. Um. The and lighthouse. It was, short. it was short. It was like an hour and a half movie. Yeah. So they got in, they did what they had to, and they were done. There was no fluff. And then Eggers comes back and says he hates that movie now. He he, It's his least favorite of everything he's done. Oh, the one that made him famous? Okay. Right. <laughs> so then The Lighthouse, there's I, – I got nothing. I have no clue what happened there. Gay things. There were some mermaids. They were scary. It was in black and white. There was a seagull. I don't know. Something. Madness. Who knows? Um – but it was very arty and look at this shot and this is bird's eye view and this is bug's eye view and this is spinning around wildly and this, I don't know, it's, that, that doesn't do it for me. But if you can watch a movie and be like, woo, look at the beauty of this cinematic experience and that will string you along, this is the dude for you. But if you need um, a bit more in like clear and consistent storytelling, this is not going to get you there. Now, he tries to thread the needle of both of them with the Northmen. It had more of the story closer to the witch, but it still had a lot of the art house stuff of the lighthouse. So he tries to walk the middle here. Mm-hmm. It's also based on Hamlet, which is probably Shakespeare's famous and worst play. That's coming mm-hmm. from the English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Hamlet very much. <laughs> Um, but it's also like Robert Eggers basically saying, you know what? Hamlet is dull and boring. Let's do Vikings. And somehow it still comes across as dull and boring. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I just wonder about him, Eggers, I say, because like it, it, the witch introduced Anna Joy Taylor or whatever oh her name is to I the world. I can't figure out if she's gorgeous or weird looking. Yeah, same here. And then when she speaks, I was like, where are you from? And I know I know, <laughs> but she has like a very distinct dialect. And I'm like, I feel like you're one of those people. Like, I feel like you're Timothy Chalamet who pretends he's French, but he's really from New York. Like, I feel oh. like it's like, you know, it's like one of those. Like, it's like, Where's that accent from? Are you trying to be mysterious? Um, but she is British, apparently. Is British, okay. Mm. But Eggers somehow gets these really big stars mm-hmm. to go along for the ride. And so when you said you were watching The Northman, I was like, oh, I've read so many things about Alexander Skarsgård's performance mm-hmm. and his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nicole Kidman. Both in were it. great. Yeah. Ethan Hawke's in it. Like, he gets. Yeah. All of these people. And the guy who played Dracula was right. the brother. Right, right. I love that um, guy. That's a great yeah. series, by the way. That is, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, so you've got this really great cast. And it's like, how does he trick them into coming to do these movies? How is he tricking everyone else into thinking this is amazing? I don't understand. Like, I must be missing something. Because... This is just not enough for me. Like, I knew the story of Hamlet, and I was still kind of like, oh, okay. You know, like, I, I, like, I'm left walking away from it thinking, well, there was a lot of, like, 
metaphor and the Valkyrie had braces for some reason. You know, like I, I walk away with this weird take on it, you know? And like the thing in Hamlet where uh, Gertrude making out with Hamlet, like the, it's so subtle in the play. It's almost like people kind of write into it more than, I think people see more than what's actually there in the literal actual telling of the play, but it's been played up enough in other movies and other, you know, versions of Hamlet that they kind of go all in with the mom tries to seduce her son thing. Um, It's, it's vaguely there in the original, but it's very much up to interpretation. It's certainly not like it is in this. And that was disgusting. (laughs) And here's, here's the other thing. I know you didn't watch big little lies, Mm -hmm. but Alexander Sarsgaard and Nicole Kidman were married in that show. That's hilarious. And Although they're here, closer in age than he is to Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah, like, because I think it's only, like, nine years, nine years between them. Because I remember looking it up, because Alexander Sarsgaard is, like, 45? Yeah, yeah, like 45, yeah. And, and Anna Kidman, Taylor-Joy is, like, 28 or 27. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it is closer in age, but it was just, like, really weird to be like, oh, that's just... That's his mom, but like they were married in the last show I watched, and okay. I also really didn't need the whole naked fight in the volcano at the end. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, there's probably some metaphor here, but it's just um, metaphor like an entire movie of metaphor and symbolism doesn't really do it for me. Like I need something else. And, like, I was trying to explain this, and it's just such a hard thing to explain. It's almost easier just to say, this wasn't the movie for me. You know, it's almost just easier to say that. But when when people ask why, it's so hard to put your finger on it. Like, I kept saying, well, it was kind of a fantasy, but maybe it wasn't. And I wanted it to either go all in or go all out, be realistic or be a fantasy. I couldn't tell which way it was going. Um, the fantasy elements were very strange to me. Did he fight the Draugr? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it, it's at some point, so, like, I was really into it for the first, like, 45 minutes. Because yeah, I was, like, too. I was like, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's, he's going to avenge his father. And it's the like, The second okay. 45 minutes is just, like, him wandering around the farmland doing slave work. And I'm like, okay, come on. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess. Like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like. Yeah. And, like, I also enjoyed how they're like, oh, he looks weak. And it's like, what are you talking about? Have you seen this guy? I know, right? You have <laughs> eyes? Just lift up his shirt. Trust yeah, just, me. Yeah, just like, yeah. I mean, so that was that was the thing. And the, I don't know if you saw this, but when the movie came out, and this, I guess this much encapsulate the entire movie for you, um, you know, they put up signs in the New York subway system, the Northmen, whatever. And it was like, but they forgot to put the title and the date on the sign. So it was just like pictures of Alexander Sarsgaard. And, and there was like nothing at the bottom. They fixed it. Like as people were taking pictures, like, okay, cool picture of Nicole Kidman and Alexander Sarsgaard. What is this for? Um, so I feel like that's the movie. Like it's like, oh, we're so into the visual aspects of it and the cast that we don't really need a story. No. Or a date. And you had one, you had Hamlet, and you just kind of, like, kind of followed it. Like, I mean, I will say that I'm really, because in Hamlet, you know, I also love the names. Like, Hamlet was Amleth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Gertrude was Godrun, um, and then Ophelia was Olga. Um, 
but I, I'm, I'm really happy they didn't have Ophelia kill herself. That was fantastic. Yes. I, that was a good change. That was a yes. good change. Instead, she had twin babies that hung from the weird metaphor tree. Yeah, and I was like, oh, because okay. at first, like, let's, I'm going to put it this way. At a certain point, I was like, all right, and I started playing with my phone, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, are they brother and sister? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're related somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it know. Was, it was, look, if you like art house movies, this was an incredibly well done art house movie. Because it's an, the thing with Robert Eggers is, yeah, he does art house films, but he gets these gigantic budgets to do it with. But yet that's the thing is this had a big budget and the witch didn't. And it bothers me a little bit where he now looks back and says, oh, I don't like that one. And I'm like, why not? Because she didn't have enough money. Like, like it, I don't know. Like that was the good one. That one had a story. Yeah. I don't know. I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate from people who like art house movies, but they just aren't for me. I'm just. You know, I guess I'm just figuring it out. You know. I don't know. There are certain movies that like. You know, I'm not gonna say that I like because if I like a movie, I rewatch it. But art house movies like Midsommar were oh God, amazing. Please don't make me rewatch Midsommar. I know that's what I mean, but like Hereditary was I, really no. good. That's... Hereditary was really good. I will not rewatch it. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, so I can enjoy what people are doing. I can enjoy the story, but I can also never want to watch it again. I don't want to watch The Northman again because I didn't like it. And I wouldn't recommend to anyone unless you put it all the way on mute and you just kind of glance up to see Alexander Skarsgård running around in a diaper. That's it. Like, if yeah. you want to do that, that's yeah, go for it. Yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's Hamlet with Vikings, so you know, there you are, and weird Valkyries with well, races. Yeah, I was gonna say, but you, oh no, you don't really like Hamlet, so it's not no. even if you like Hamlet, watch it. No. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you like Hamlet, maybe. Oh, I think you gotta like that artsy stuff. You gotta be the type of person who's like, whoa, the cinematography in that shot, blah blah blah. Like, if that's you. Eggers is your dude, you know? Other than yeah. that, I think it, you might be disappointed. It reminds me kind of like the Green Knight. Like no, I could, yes, yes. I could appreciate what it yes. was trying to do. I just didn't like it. Although I will say the Green Knight was much worse. Much yes. worse. Yes. Because that one also didn't make any sense. Like at no. all. No. I mean, this one I could follow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, it's for pretty, sure. but, but then, with, like you said, with all the metaphors. Yeah. It's whatnot, too much metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you have to beat me over the head with your symbolism and your metaphor, it's too much. Yeah. Anyway, and and also I don't I don't need to see Willem Dafoe in basically like a diaper. It scares me. It's frightening. <laughs> He's a creepy dude to begin with. Did you catch Bjork? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was also creepy. Yeah, it's like I I don't I don't need this before I go to bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't watch The Boys before you go to bed then. Because... Oh, my goodness. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that. Yeah, oh, will we? Okay, so, um, all right, let's end the big three on a high note. Yes. Like the highest of notes. Whatever high C Mariah Carey note you can pull out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Oh, yes. Okay. I freaking love this show. If you have not yet seen Severance... Stop. Go watch it yes. right now. Just go. Go watch them all. Just take a day off from work. 
Just do them all in one day. And you can because you want to watch all oh of my them. God. You just they just pull right into each. It was nine hours of just amazingness. And nothing about it dragged. No. Nothing. And that last episode, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but that last oh. episode was some of the best TV I've ever seen. There yeah, were they, at least very nebulous about right. this okay. because I have like told people I feel like it's slowly building because mm-hmm. people like you and I are mm-hmm. watching it. I'm not saying yeah, we've got at least two or three other people to watch it so oh, far. Oh yeah, I've I've recommended it to at least four people to watch and mm-hmm. it's like when they ask me to explain it, it's I told you nothing. I said, yeah. you need to go watch this. It has Adam Scott in it. Go watch it. And you were and like, okay. Said, I'm like, I know he works at an office. Like that, That's what I knew about the show. Um. Okay. Well, let, let me, let me give as little as possible here, but here's the basic idea. So the basic idea is there is a procedure that can be done to your brain called severance. It is a procedure that has been trademarked or I guess patent would be a better word because it's a procedure by this corporation. This this very sinister corporation. Because aren't all corporations sinister? Yes. I mean, I I should be sick of this trope, but I'm not because it's just so accurate. And I keep wanting to call the corporation Vought, but that's just because we're watching The Boys right now. And I know it's not Vought. I have to remember what it was called. I know it's coming to me. Um, But anyway, while you're thinking, I'll keep going. So there's this um, procedure that gets done to your brain that basically makes it so that when you go to work, you only remember being at work. And then when you leave work, you don't remember being at work and you only remember being out of work. So your body is living two lives, your work life and your not work life. And you're, they're totally separate. You have no memories from either one. And it's to the point where, like, say you're at work and you accidentally, um, you know, cut yourself on a rogue staple. And the uh, office, uh, you know, person comes in and puts a Band-Aid on your finger and whatever. They'll actually leave a note on your car that says, hey, don't be alarmed by the Band-Aid on your finger. You just got cut by a staple. Sorry. Like, they have to explain it to your outside self because you would have no clue how you got hurt. That's and then, how and then you get you get a gift certificate <laughs> <laughs> to go somewhere and have dinner on them because you hurt yourself at work. Yes. So It's a Lumen. Lumen. Industries. Lumen. That's right. Yes. Okay. So that alone would be an interesting premise, right? But the office environment that these guys work in is completely bonkers. It's like nothing a, makes it's sense. Like, it's like a 1980s. Like the technology is like you're like, oh, OK, you're not even sure what they do. Yeah. There as a company. No, Um the departments are all separate. There is a labyrinth of hallways that look yes. identical between each department. Nobody seems to work together. It's the, the uh, they get away with stuff down there. Like you could be literally physically abused by your boss. Um, they seem to torture people yes. mentally. Yes. Um, and and you know, Damien was asking me like what is the point of this? Like, what what is the end game? Because this is the one thing that scares me, is 
you remember Lost, right? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Lost started out, in my mind, in a very similar way to Severance. Huge mysteries, bonkers confusion, lots of great acting, lots of good stuff happening. Maybe not as good as Severance, but similar kind of stuff. And then they didn't have a plan. You know what I mean? And then their plan became, oh, purgatory. Um, I worry, what is the plan for Severance? Do they have a plan or are we going to end up being disappointed? So I keep trying to figure out what the plan is, right? So my first thought was, you know, it's a corporation, so obviously they want to make money. Um, at first I thought that what they actually wanted to create, like they were actually just testing the process of severance because they wanted to create severed soldiers. That was my first thought. Uh, Cause if you could send a soldier to war and then he comes out of war and he doesn't remember anything he did while he was at war, you would have no PTSD and all these other issues. Right. And there's actually other instances in the show where severance is used and it's like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay. Right. So like my first thought was maybe they want, to just like patent and make money off the procedure itself. By the end of the show, you kind of think that they really want instead every corporation to have severed employees. And they're actually trying to promote the idea that severed employees are happier and better and more productive and you feel like maybe the end game that they're going to make money on is they're going to perform the procedure on everybody who goes and works at an office because they're going to make it seem like that's just the best way for both you and the corporation to be employed. Do you know what I mean? See, I thought, and this is, you know, I just thought they're, they work for the government and there's some sort of nefarious you know, state secrets that can't be revealed. I thought that too, but then I keep thinking like, yeah, I mean, what is the product that they're producing? You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because you don't know, even when they show you on the computer screen, you're like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what that. this is. I yeah. don't know. And there were, there was goats. Like, I mean, what are they, <laughs> what are they doing? Like, I think it's more about the procedure than any actual production of product that's my thought and i just have to say they they go into for most of the characters that this is a i i'm saying i know i talk a lot about cast but it's a very lean cast there's it is. Only, i kept expecting more people to get introduced and it, they didn't no it's like under it's a handful of people and for some of them you see their motivation as to why they underwent the procedure Right. And for others, you You have no clue. You have no idea. And it's like very it's an interesting concept to think of it because some of them are like, well, are you married? Do you have children? It's like they don't they don't know. Right. Anything. And can you imagine that? I know sometimes it's like I'm in a zone out at work, but like this is literally you have no idea. I mean, technically and this is said in the episode, you could be having an affair with someone you work with yep. and you don't know that up top. Nope. And I do like the terminology because they do use Audi and any, any and Audi. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really great. I, um, John Tuturo was 
amazing in this. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken pops up and it's like, you know who I really liked? And it's probably not just her. I don't know her name, but maybe you can help me. It's not just her, but it's her with Adam Scott is Adam Scott's sister. Their dialogue back and forth was so good. (laughs) I'm trying to think because let me look at it. It actually reminded me of you and Al a little bit. (laughs) So it was Jen Tulock. I've never. Yeah. I don't know her, her, but she was so good. And I I don't know if like she was good or just Adam Scott was good or just they were just good together. But their dialogue was great and their relationship was great. And, you know, a lot of times you get shows like this and it's all about the dysfunctional relationships. And I think Mm -hmm. it was really refreshing to see he actually has a really amazing relationship with his sister and she is there for him. Right. When when he needs it in the end there. And um, I think that was like. There were a few gasp out loud moments in that last episode, like at least twice, at least twice where I was like, (gasps) like, (laughs) and it was done in such a way that it was an authentic gasp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, and that's why I'm really giving props to the creators of the show. I'm thinking they know what they want to do. God, I hope so. I really do. I really think they're creating this intricate this intricate world and they know how things are going to roll out. And I think it's not, I don't think it's going to be like a long series. Yeah. Maybe two to three seasons. And that's it. And I think you're, you're going to get it. I mean, um, the actress who played Helly, I'd never seen her in anything before. And I really liked her. Oh, she was great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was great with everyone. Uh, Zach Cherry, played um he's like the 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 guy who's explaining all the rules like oh yeah you get this sort of party if you get this like you know and it's like it's true like oh, at work yeah. what was tra- the um the the uh we have to have one of these when i come visit you the mde the musical <laughs> dance experience yes, the musical <laughs> dance experience you're gonna have an mde <laughs> it's just like and it is, it's like so ridiculous because like, especially for me working in an office, it's like, yeah, they do tempt you with stupid things that make, make you competitive. Yeah. Like they roll over. in like the, the deviled egg cart or something. And he's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Deviled egg is no joke. Yeah. And he's just it's like, legit. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah. And it's like, it's true. It's like, Hey, if you do this, you get to wear jeans on Friday. And it's like, yep. I'll kill my own mother so I can wear jeans on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like it's, oh, but it's yeah. true. It's so, just such an original concept. Yeah. As far as I know, it doesn't come from because I feel like a lot of the things we watch nowadays are from books or graphic novels. No, it was created by Ben Stiller, right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is all that's why I'm hoping that this is like some sort of brainchild and he knows yeah. where it's going. And it's just it's so hard to explain how good it is without revealing details yeah it's really just one of those things you just gotta go dive in and you i promise you you will love it just i feel like have you have you seen that leonardo dicaprio meme from once upon a time in hollywood where he's just pointing yes that's what i feel like when i watch that show it's like oh yep (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) like you do that at least like five times an episode yeah there was a there was at least one or two episodes where i was literally like biting all my nails off (laughs) Like it, you, you've got that sort of okay, 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 okay. Yep. Of, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, the, but, yeah. the anxiety, the stress, the the emotion was super real. And, <laughs> and it was really good. It was really good. And I remember you told me, you were like, you're going to get invested in the characters, both Innie and Audi. And I was like, we'll see about that. And then I was like, no, I am. I am. Like, yeah, And so, for different reasons. Exactly. You're like invested in the Innie characters for one reason. And then the Audi characters, which are the same people, mm-hmm. have different things going on. And you're invested in them for a different reason. And it's probably like, this is the way to do metaphor. You know, this is you looking back at yourself thinking, I was thinking about those people as two different people, but they're not, you know? So, and it's like two sides of the same coin. And I think that just goes to the actor's ability mm -hmm. in this. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to be like, oh my God, Adam Scott, he's such a good actor because he's normally a goofy guy. And most of the stuff, but like you saw, he was good. And he was really good. Like you saw the range and I'll throw it down. Adam Scott's going to get nominated for an Emmy. I would be upset if he didn't. Yeah. He, he was that good. And if, you know, you have to suspend like him being Ben Wyatt and being like all of the goofy sidekicks that he's in and mm-hmm. you know, him and stepbrothers. I mean, he really shows off his acting chops in this. Yep. I don't know what else to say without giving it away other than yeah, just, just watch it. Even, it's already been renewed for a second season. Yes. Just go do it. Just trust us. Watch this thing. Yes. There we go. There we go. All right. So moving on to the three questions to ponder. My first. Oh, hi, puppies. Yes, I'm finally getting it. Here? I'm finally getting my delivery. It was promised by 7 p.m. And it is six minutes until 7 p.m. So <laughs> hey, that that's technically that's still, you know what it is. And I will say this: um, if they want to sponsor us, that's fine. I'm so used to Amazon. Like, here's your package in two days, yeah. and we'll give you a time frame, and we'll show you how many stops it is away from your house. Yeah. With this, it's like, sorry, it's delayed. I ordered these sneakers like a week and a half ago. So yeah upset and have been delayed um but anyway we'll go back to our but that's why jerry is barking okay let him let him have his fun yes so my first question for you is how long is too long to wait for a sequel now this was originally inspired by those blue people avatars and um (laughs) but it's it's just cascaded since it has cascaded yes and i actually found an article of 17 movie sequels that took over 10 years to be released And I thought this was a very interesting article because some of the movies I didn't realize took as long as they took for their sequels to come out. So like Toy Story 3 was 11 years. Hmm. Um, Terminator 3 was 12 years. Um, The third Die Hard or the fourth Die Hard movie was 12 years. Um, Finding Dory was 13 years. If you count your dinosaurs, Jurassic World was 14 years after Jurassic Park 3. We'll count our dinosaurs. All right. Incredible. I was going to say, I, I do have tickets to go see the new movie on Thursday yeah. night. <laughs> Incredibles 2 was 14 years after Incredibles 1. Um, the Godfather Part 3 was 16 years after The Godfather Part 2. Um, and then you had like these other, like almost like remake kind of things, you know, like Indiana Jones and that crystal skull nightmare was 19 years and they're making another one. Oh, please save us. Um, and then the Rambo remake, that was 20 years after Rambo three. Um, uh, also can we just give a shout out to Top Gun, which is 
36 years. Holy since- cow. Yes, that movie came out in 1986. I was just going to cap with Blade Runner 2049, which was 35 years after Blade Runner. And Yeah, so the only reason I'm bringing up Top Gun is because... you liked it. Really liked it. We'll talk about it in, a, in an, another pod. But it is one of the rare sequels that is really good. And I talked to your mom and I told her if we go see it, we have to see it in the theaters because you literally feel like you're in the airplane. Mm. the way it was shot it was meant to be seen in the theaters like it was amazing it was amazing so um but yeah i mean well and it's one of those things like nobody asked for a top gun sequel right so (laughs) you know my original intention with this question was to suggest that after a while you should just let something die like don't try to make a sequel well we were gonna shame we were gonna shame james cameron that was the whole thing because we both saw the avatar uh trailer okay with shaming james cameron like who cares about the blue people yeah that that original movie was awful it was seriously just a ripoff of pocahontas come on people so and he always he was and the thing is he was always like oh this is meant to be three movies what have you been doing yeah that you can't that you can't make this movie right just rolling in money who cares yeah that's what i mean yeah so like willow right so now series now i'm kind of being you know, forced to eat crow here because I was originally going to be the one doing the shaming, but the Willow TV series, it looks really good. I'm not going to lie. I really want to see it. And that's 30, 34 years. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, maybe we can have sequels that are 30 years after the original movie, but it, it, you have to try. Let's go with that. It has to be well done. Yeah. And there has to be a reason for and for like the the length of time that has elapsed because you know i'm not cool with the nostalgia for nostalgia's sake because i feel like there's a lot of stuff that's coming out now that probably should have been left alone yeah i i do agree with you there um there's a lot of people who will just try to like capitalize on the thing that people used to love but they mm-hmm. don't really kind of do a good job with preserving it i'm sure we can come up with a few examples but um, but yeah, just generalized nostalgia is not going to be enough with Top Gun. I know like they're trying to make it so that it's the children that are like coming up through the Top Gun program. Right. Right. And they're they're So that you have to be able to add something to the story. And I think, you know, Top Gun did add to the story. It added to the, the I mean, it is a summer movie, but I mean, it's something that added to the storyline. It showed character development and it didn't try to rewrite your childhood. Right. And with the Willow TV show, I know what they're doing is in the original Willow, um, Warwick Davis, who was Willow, he wasn't really a sorcerer. He he was kind of like an apprentice. He didn't really have a lot of talent. And you can already tell from the trailer that now he's actually like become the master, you know, so he's been studying magic all this time. And now he's the master um, magician when he was just the apprentice in Willow. And I think that's cool. It shows like, hey, time's passed. And this this character kind of doubled down and did exactly what he said he was going to do. And now here's the story based on that. And then the baby's all grown up and all this stuff, of course. So, um, yeah, you have to be able to have something that you wanted to share 
was. Like, I'm just thinking, I guess like, I have to admit I was wrong. I was all ready to be like, now this is way too much time. Bra. Like, Bill and, Bill and Ted with their third movie, Bill and Ted oh. face the music. Like, no, no. No. It just didn't do anything. I kind of felt like that with the new Matrix movie, too. Yes. But there's a huge but there. And I think we talked about it already, which was that sh- they were going to make that movie with or without the Wachowskis. Exactly. So she kind of came back in and was like, fine, I'll do it because I don't want you to ruin my baby. Right. Um, but but yeah, that that was definitely yeah. just the movie studio being like, hey, let's capitalize on this nostalgia. You know what I mean? And I don't want to admit because I'm going off on everything that HBO has done saying it's great. Oh, the House of whatever. House of the Dragon. Yeah. And then, well, also, like, Space Jam. Oh, God. With LeBron James didn't need to be remade. And Mm -hmm. 90% of it was just showing old clips Mm -hmm. from other Warner Brothers properties. And it's like, okay. And, I mean, you have a lot of these these reboots. Um, I hate to throw this show under the bus because it's not like people are looking at it like, oh, wow, this was so well well written. But, like, Saved by the Bell came back. (laughs) And it's like. Oh, okay. No one was asking for this at this point. Um, but sure, let's do it 30 years in the future. I have to admit that I kind of feel this way about Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Okay. Because I, nobody asked for this. And mm-hmm. it could be an absolute nightmare. So I'm really worried about that one. You know what a Lord yeah. of the Rings fan I am. So Yeah, and it's like one of those things that you want to be proven wrong. But yes, I'd, I'd love to be proven wrong. But the fact is, you know, more or less, you're always sort of disappointed. Like right now, I think besides, um, you know, yelling at Jerry when I get off of this, um, like I think they're making like another Legally Blonde movie. And it's like, no, Why? yeah, Why? exactly. No, you you don't need to do any of this. Mm-hmm. So if it's done right, I'm all for it. But like I said, I can probably count on one hand the number of movies or TV shows that have actually worked as like a, what we mean is as a sequel that comes out at least 10 years later. Yes. And I mean, Toy Story three, it's not my favorite Toy Story, but it was good. Yeah. That was that crazy daycare one where I was like, what type of movie is this? And why is it aimed for children? (laughs) If you know, you know. Always walk a fine line there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I guess then make your nostalgic sequels 10, 20, 30 years later, but don't be stupid about it. Mm -hmm. Don't be stupid. All right. So my second question for you is action animation versus regular animation and what we mean by that is there seems to be a trend recently and this was brought up by the fact that the new chip and dale movie on disney as as we talk about nostalgia for nostalgia's sake (laughs) apparently is actually pretty good um but the 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 type of animation in that movie is like a blend of animation with real life stuff so you're thinking i know space jam did the same thing going all the way back to roger rabbit did the same thing so there's this whole kind of like style of blending animation with action and it's called action animation so my question for you is what do you prefer regular animation versus action animation Ooh, that's a tough one i mean i'm gonna be the attorney that I am and say, it depends. Uh-uh. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, because so Chip and Dale um, 
Rescue Rangers did it really well. With yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know you did, and I know um, Chris and Al did, and they both really liked it. Yeah, and I mean, they did it really, really well, and you didn't feel like you were watching a, I guess, a hybrid movie. So it just kind of flowed. It just yeah, it kind of flowed, and it was like, oh, this is fun, and like, you know, like I said, they they added to it. I wasn't sure. I think both of us were kind of like, hmm. What is what is this going to be? Yeah, do we really need this? Did anyone ask for this? But yeah, yeah. It, but it was good. And I mean, I think you also have I I haven't seen it, um, but the Sonic movies use a similar okay. blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of, I know that the oh, and the Pokemon wasn't there. Yes, um, yes, mm-hmm. Pokemon movie did the same the Ryan, thing. Ryan, um, oh, who's our buddy? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, um, yeah, and I actually really liked that Pokemon movie. It was it was decent. Um. I had fun with it, but um, I also know that Space Jam exists. So, mm. Mm. I mean, if it's done correctly, mm. yeah, then then it's really, it's really. We say that about everything, right? You gotta know, be good you know, at the things exactly. you do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, and I'm just thinking, like, even like the Muppet movies, they're not technically animation; they're puppetry, but. They mm-hmm. take place in a world where it's like normal for a, a puppet to be sitting next to you at a restaurant. Yeah. I used to love a lot of the Jim Hansen puppetry stuff, you know, too. going all the way back to like the dark crystal and, you know, I love the, the, I like that, you know, the Muppets take Manhattan. Um, Ooh, Fraggle rock. Yeah. Oh, like those sort of things. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, I think kids, kids will go for it. A little more. It seems to be that's where it's aimed. I'm thinking about movies that were not aimed at children. Like you remember Cool World? Remember that movie? Oh yeah, a million yeah. years ago. Um, that was not for kids. Yeah, no. Um. So, so my sh- other thought about bringing this up was that um, Japan has a very distinct style of animation, right? Right. And part of my thought was maybe some people in America want to have a distinct style of animation for us. And if it was anything, it would probably be this. Because yes. I, I think we're the only country that kind of does a lot of this. I could be wrong, but we seem to do a decent amount of it. And I think if we were trying to do something on a cultural level and be like, this is our thing, I think that would work pretty well. Um, not that we should just completely disregard normal animation, because I do really like, especially a lot of the stuff that Pixar does. It's really beautiful. And Encanto was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think this is kind of like our thing. And if it's trendy, fine. But I, I, I think it should stick around. I like it. I think I would like to see more of it. Yeah, because thinking about it, the trend is is away from it. Like you said, yes. with all the Pixar mm-hmm. movies. And, you know, it does sort of poke fun at not necessarily the Pixar trend, but the 3D trend. And I mean, when I say it, I mean Chippendale. Mm. Um, because one of the characters is animated and looks like he did during the run of the show. And the uh-huh. other one, and, and I'm not giving anything away because it's in the, the trailer. Dale is 3D CGI. And Interesting. So, they so one's that, been modernized, the other one hasn't? Yes. And, and they call it like a, I forget, it's almost like a plastic surgery type procedure that dale underwent to look younger (laughs) i mean and i will say so i was watching it and within the first five minutes like paula abdul and mc scat cat 
showed up as did oh, Roger Rabbit. Wow, that's so, a blast from the past. It is like so it it walks that very very funny and fine line between you know being. Um, was that the music video of Straight Up or No, that was Opposites Attract. Opposites Attract. Yes, I remember yes. it being a music video. Yes. And it was like even like I, I watched it recently because, you know, saw it in the movie and I was like, what a weird time to grow up. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. All right. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's get some more. I want some more of that. I think that's an interesting thing. I think it's different. It's an I think it has untapped potential. Yes. All right. So last but not least, um, what just happened a few days ago, in fact, is Our Flag Means Death, a show that we both liked and we gave very high scores to. And I know a lot of other people who have watched it also really, really loved it, um, was renewed for a second season. So my question for you is, can it be as good as the first season? Do we want a second season of this show? See, technically, you could have left it with season one. I agree. I think you could have left it. And it was kind of a little bit sad, a little bit of a downer. But you could have left it with, you know, Blackbeard going back into his pirating ways and sailing off. And, you know, your assumption would be is that eventually, um, you know, um, Steed would find him and... They would reunite, you know, like you could have left it there, but I guess you can also tell that story of them reuniting, but is all of the surprise and the kind of um, novel, you know, uniqueness of it gone? Right, because like now, now you know that Blackbeard is not this person that yes he's a fearsome pirate but he's also a softy too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you 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 can almost play in your mind what's going to happen when they reunite when right Steve- that's my point is it going to be like predictable this oh i don't want you back and then we have a conflict and then finally we get to get you know what i mean is it going to be that kind of predictable thing right and Maybe they'll prove us wrong and that will happen in like the first episode and then there'll be something else that sort of propels the rest of the season. I don't know what that would be. That's what I was going to say. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was excited to see it happen. And, you know, given like we're going to bring it back to the top of the show, given HBO's track record of letting shows kind of do what they're going to do and ending it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm trusting the creators of the show to do it their way. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that Taika Waititi has something that he's going to do or some sort of plan in place because I've watched, um, like other Taika Waititi shows, the the Flight of the Concords, and after the first season, it kind of went. Rrr. But then other shows, like What We Do in the Shadows, has gotten better. Mm, okay. With each season, so if if this is a renewal just because 
let's renew it because we have high ratings right for it and people are mm-hmm. talking about it then i'm like ooh. but this if this is something that has been discussed and taiko atiti's like i know what i'm gonna do but then here, here's the other thing when hbo renews a show we're not getting it for like another two years yeah exactly yeah so maybe they'll have the time to develop and work work things out if that's the case mm-hmm. um my worry is it felt like it wasn't planned to be more than one season. So now whatever it is, is going to be a tack on or an add on, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I I, I hope you're right. Yeah. I I mean, I'm just like thinking the creative minds involved in this. They're very funny. The elements are there for it to continue to be a great show, Mm -hmm. but it is always difficult to sort of recapture the magic of a first season. That is a breakout. Yep. Season. Should we also be worried about Severance? No, I'm, I am I think Ben Stiller knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I actually do, too. I, yeah. I have really high hopes for that one. I think it's going to be good. One thing I don't have high hopes for, and it's coming back this month, and I don't even know because I didn't look it up, is Westworld is coming back for its fourth season, and I am done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm breaking up with Westworld. I didn't even watch season three. It's I don't know. Bad. Is it? Like, you know, people complained about season two being too complicated. Season three was too dumb. Like, they really dumbed it down. Oh, no. Like, I thought one season of, two was great. I didn't think it was complicated. I, I, I mean, I had to listen to a podcast to explain it to me. But once oh. I did, I understood. But okay. they really, they really, so, you know, I appreciated that it was difficult to to piece together the various aspects of what was going on. And I knew that going in. Yeah. You know, yeah, as I, I watched it, I was okay but it. the third season was like explosion, fire, bombing, boom, 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 just all action. It's like we're oh, not so gonna Michael have Bay. Any... Yeah, it would. They they Michael Bayed it. They Michael mm. Bayed the third season where there was like nothing, no, you know, interesting dialogue or you know, no character development. And I know that HBO is trying to get me to watch it because James Mardson is coming back. For the fourth season, he was not in the the third season mm. at all. So I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> You're breaking up. I'm with done. Him. <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. All right. You hear that, everybody? Elena's breaking <laughs> up with Westworld. All right. So, all right, cool. So that was pretty good. We are. I think so. An hour and a half in. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Right. Yeah. So we got lots of good things on the horizon. I know I'm going to try and go see Top Gun with you and we've got yes. Obi-Wan going on and Stranger Things. Um, and so the, lots of good stuff. And the boys, the boys. Oh, gosh. My God, that show. And I mean, I can do Jurassic World Dominion because dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I know my my bears are your dinosaurs. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know how like you're excited about Marvel movies. I am too, but like, this is my Marvel. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, dinosaurs. like mm-hmm. I'm watching the, the trailer and I'm like, Oh, they have the Utah Raptor in it. Oh, okay. Look at that. That's the, uh, you know, so it's like, I'm naming the different <laughs> dinosaurs in them because I'm kind of an expert. Oh, not really. Not really. Yeah. No. Are you like an internet expert? Yeah, I'm like an internet expert and I can really impress young children, mostly in the six to seven year old capacity where they're, uh-huh. they've got their dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, that's not a brontosaurus. That's an apatosaurus. You know the uh-huh. difference? Like, you know, things like that. And uh-huh. then eventually they outpace my ability, my learning. And I'm just like, it's a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, good times. All right. Yeah, we got good times coming. Yeah, for sure. All right. So hopefully not five weeks again. I had no idea. Um, and uh, the next time we shall see you. Uh, yes. Hopefully it will be. Oh, maybe we could do one in person. We'll try. We could, no guarantees. We could record. Yeah, no guarantees. It's, mm. we've, got, we've got a pretty packed schedule. Oh, we'll see what happens. She's making me do a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As I always, promise you ice cream and good food after it. That's true. So. That's true. I'm yeah. not going to complain. Yeah. As always, please like, follow, and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Search for Three Speech and look for the bears. And thank you again for listening. And hopefully we will see you soon. Or we will be speaking, speaking to you soon. One or the other. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care.